Hey, what up, guys? Alex Kapitko here, Center from Reality Podcast. Uh, I am speaking before the music again. You are going to hear in today's episode part two of Maria Tribe and I's conversation, wide-ranging about women's sports in Spain, the culture, politics, all of that. Yesterday, you heard part one. Today, here is the second part of our conversation. We cover a myriad of topics. I broke it up. So here you have her and I's second half of the conversation. Enjoy, please. I, yeah. I do want to get back to soccer for a moment. Yeah. Of course. Um, are, are you doing okay time-wise? Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. I'm good. Cool. There, it's morning for me. It's not one or whatever a.m. for you there. No, nah, it's fine. I, I do a lot of late podcasts. I... I, I plan the schedules for the week and, you know, sometimes you got to be up late. Like I enjoy doing it. So, you know, it's the way it is, but I like, do you, what I'm curious is, is you were from my understanding, really good at soccer. Yeah. I played semi-professional. Uh, yeah, football. exactly. And, and I probably should have mentioned that off to the beginning, but you were a fucking good soccer player. What were an hour plus. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I used to. I was semi-professional. I was beginning to play against Valencia Atletico women's football team when they were beginning mm-hmm. to give that kind of, I wouldn't say attention, but that opportunity to these top teams to start coming out with uh, women's teams for for, for them. Um, Atletico was uh, one of the first ones. Uh, FC Barcelona was Valencia. Uh, I think Rayo Vallecano had come out with a yeah. girls team. So. You know, um, and it was cool because at the time, you know, when you're playing just regular football, you don't have linesmen at all. You just, you accept the ball's gone out and whatever the ref says goes. But you go to games and you suddenly had linesmen. And it was just like, wow, we have linesmen. That's how excited I was about it. Linesmen meant a lot to us, you know. And um, it was... uh, yeah, but, you know, when I grew up, because let, let's point point out to your listeners, you know, I'm a good deal older than you are. You know, yeah. we, 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 I think, what would we say about, what, 10 years difference? I'm, I think? I'm 28. You're in your... Yeah, I'm heading. So we're basically 10 years different yeah. uh, in terms of age. Um, football, soccer was not a thing for women here in Spain in, back in the late 80s, early 90s. No way. It was very, uh, it's not a woman's game. It's, it's not for you guys. Because the whole concept of it, it was a tackling and sort of a, that, that aggressive side of it and, and whatnot. They they didn't see that women would be like that at all in any way. Like, this is not very ladylike. And I was the, I, I wasn't just me. You know, I, I knew a couple of girls who were before my time who probably had to deal even with even more, uh, you know, backward thinking on that as well but you know I was the only girl on my team I would you know we were taught to shake the hands of our opponents at the end of the game whether we'd won or lost and some of the boys from the other teams did not want to shake my hand because I was a girl like oh no I'm not (laughs) good god no not going to do that Uh, I had to deal with that I had to deal with all the wonderful names that you could be called, uh, you know, under the sun for being a girl playing, uh, you know. What are some um, examples? Oh, one of the biggest ones was Muddy Macho. 
which is uh marimacho is uh basically calling you like a little little man basically you're yeah um yeah yeah basically yeah it just i guess that would be close to the definition of dyke which mm -hmm. is a horrible word in itself and um yeah i'd get marimacho uh Tomboy is absolutely fine because that's something that, you know, is a general thing and isn't insulting. But, you know, uh, but the cool thing, if I, I'll give you that. The positive thing is that a lot of the kids in my class knew that I was a sporty one. So that I, I would be chosen as one of the first ones. Yeah, you weren't picked me, last for the team. <laughs> was not picked last for the team. I was actually probably one of the ones who get picked for the team because they knew that I Fucking could. Fucking badass. So, you know, the boys even knew they were like, yeah, all right. She she's actually quite good that one. So let's get her on our team, which was really cool because at least you're not at, left at the end as oh she's a girl, leave it. So with that, that was pretty cool because it meant that the kids were learning as well. Like oh no, she's quite good at the sport that she's doing. So, um, but outside of that, when we played against other teams, which were Spanish teams, or some of them were international, there was only one other girl in the entire uh, school. Uh, soccer, football um, teams that we would play against. There was only one other girl, and she was really good. She was better than I was. And I'm pretty sure she she and I both knew from the get-go that we're good, but it's not a, it's not a career option for us. No way. Um, in the U.S., there was at the time where Mia Hamm was a top name, Brandy Chastain was another uh, another top name, and I'll remember I, I went to North Carolina for um, yeah for for a soccer camp for girls. Never knew that that really existed. I didn't even know women's soccer teams existed even outside of my uh, school team. I didn't realize they existed uh, because when you get to a certain age, you can't play with the boys anymore. And I was like, well, now where do I go at the age of fourteen, fifteen? And then I was introduced to oh no there's a girls team and i'd be like wow there's a girls team never knew never knew until they introduced me to it and you know i went to north carolina um yeah soccer camp there it was a lot of fun they had warned us that there might be scouts there it was like a whole opportunity it was a completely different tone to what i knew in spain and that you could go there and you had scouts watching you and see what they could offer you for you know, going to college or university and things like that. So um, but that was a small glimpse I got of hope for, for me. It was in only in the US. Only in the US you could potentially have something with, to, to do with soccer to help you with college and all this stuff. And I met Brandy Chastain in one of her games. And it was a picture, I'll never forget, it, it was a picture of the soccer team and then on the back, I remember showing a teacher when I came back, so excited. Look, I met them. Look at all the signatures. And she looked at it and she thought, oh, that's cool. And then looked at the back of the picture and it was like, so typical. And I'd never picked up. On the back of it, there was an advert for a dishwashing machine. Yeah, of course. So, and I never took into I never looked. At, I'd never really clicked. And she was like, typical. Yeah, okay, so they're all women here. Look, new dishwasher of the year. Ta-da. And she was she was peeved. She was not a happy chappy for saying that. So um, but that's the closest I got with 
an opportunity in soccer. That was it. What what drove you away from it? What drove me away from soccer in yeah. general? Mm-hmm. Knowing that I wasn't going to get a job out of it. It was a hobby. Soccer was eventually just became a hobby. Uh, you know, I knew at my at, in those days, there's no way in hell am I going to earn anything like a man does. A lot of those women got paid, what, 50 euros a match? If, really? You know, oh, yeah, some of them... 50 euros a match it was it was pathetic nobody can nobody has can earn that you know and have that as a, a job it just didn't you know whilst men were getting paid what how much do they get paid now i mean to be quite frank let, let's let me put it this way what ma- male players get to this day like this day and age is an absolute insult to the rest of the people my boy benzema who i love he went to fucking saudi arabia for like half a billion dollars money you know saudi arabia is doing a right wonderful um yeah wonderful thing i mean it's not i'm no, being sarcastic here. not, I'm being not wonderful at all <laughs> i'm being super sarcastic with that um you know there's a lot of funding from saudi arabia within fifa and more yeah so i'm surprised they even allow women's uh soccer to go even ahead or have even a world cup for that matter of fact, but um, what they earn, I'm sorry, is 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 uh, there's a word for it. It's not. It's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't. It, it, but it's ridiculous. What what a lot of these male players earn is ridiculous. It's an insult to those people who do have to work strongly, nine to five, tough jobs, yeah, and get paid just about the minimum wage to get through. And then you have these soccer players who have this lavish lifestyle millions billions whatever you want to call it and it's just like what because because they've got pretty good skills on with, with playing football and can run really fast it, i don't know you but, know it, yeah. it 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 yeah it makes me sad because i i've never played football with you so i don't but like just hearing your stories because i remember you've you actually have talked more about this on this podcast than i think yeah. we've talked fully which I appreciate you doing so first off, you know, thank you for doing, but like part of it makes me. If you think about it though, and the reason why is because what's the point in talking about it? It's got me, it's got me now. It's a hobby. It's like me, you know, it's like uh, me talking about a general hobby that I have. It it was just, you know, it it came and went, you know, you get older and it's not an option. So, but, but what makes me sad is what I was getting at is that in the United States, Look, women's soccer is good. Mm-hmm. They still don't make, you know, I they did win that Supreme Court case, so they do get equal pay as men, which from yeah. my understanding has actually been kind of a trickle-down effect to places like the UK, Germany, Spain. Like, it's basically raised the standard of pay. So I, I, I'm, I'm proud to be an American and know that that's happening. But mm-hmm. I, I heard a really good commentary a few weeks ago. It was a political podcast I listened to. Shout out the bulwark. You guys are great. But they were talking about how the right wing never cares about women's sports in the U.S. until they want to attack them. And, you know, when when Megan Repinow misses that kick, that's when they all jump in and say, oh, she's a woke gay liberal and she's bad for the sport and all this stuff. It's like they never talk about the accomplishments. Oh, we talk about Brittany Griner when she's a hostage in Russia. 
That's the only mm-hmm. time they talk about her because, oh, we're going to get her back for a war criminal. Like they yeah. never talk about any of the success. It's always just whenever there's a media story that's negative about a woman's sports player, whether it's basketball or soccer or tennis or whatever, they jump on it. And to me, that's always just irritated me is because to be completely honest, I prefer watching the women's American team than the men's I think they're better in a lot of ways. Sorry, fans, if you don't like hearing that, but like it, it just bums me out that there's so much potential that's on, untapped and like i i will maybe disagree with you i mean i i think people like benzema kareem benzema and like these guys these are some of the best in the world they should make a lot of money but also the women should make just as much i think either just as much or find a sort of how far you go with what you pay for them you know um because i think the free market does pay benzema what he probably deserves because i mean You know, like I, I don't say again, this goes back to our conversation earlier is like it's not like taking money away from the men. It's making sure the women also get what they want. It's the same. No, exactly. I think I mean, my, my like I said, my thoughts and opinions on the pay is ridiculous anyways. Um, I, you, you know, I, I really don't. The amount of money they get is is. Yeah, it's insane. In my opinion, blown out of proportion. But hey, yeah. Um, you know, we have that player, the Brazilian player, uh, Marta, who it was her, la- her last World Cup. And rightfully, sh- like, right- rightfully so, she-, she started crying at the at the press conference because she knew it was her last one. But I think she knew and hoped more than anything that it inspired other girls, um, more girls, I guess, than boys. She said bo- boys and girls, but aiming really for the girls to have an idol so you know yeah. just to see somebody i mean the only one i had was what i said mia ham and brandy chastain but let's put this into they were american yeah so i'm not going to see any of these games from spain this is just as you know back in no. those days no way so i knew about them that was it i didn't know anything really how they truly played or what not they're just the top names at the time but um, now, you know, you see the girls coming out. You, you know, one of the top names that I'll bring out is um, Lucy Bronze from um, from the English team. She plays for FC Barcelona. And for once, I'm seeing these girls sort of be recognised and be like, it's Lucy Bronze. It's Lu- it, that, that's, you know, uh, I don't really like their goalkeeper, Mary Earps, but... <laughs> Fair enough. The girl, the girl is 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 also well known. A lot of them are all well known uh, now, especially within the UK, because you know they've made a name for themselves. And it would be nice to see that here in Spain, that people are now learning who Jenny Hermoso is. Put aside what's happened to her, um, you know, uh, Olga uh, Carmona, who's the one who scored the goal. Right. That the, was that was a goal. beautiful goal, by the way. It, you know, I'm hoping that this allows and i get to see more girls be out in the streets enjoying and playing football and not getting discriminated for it by boys uh, and that whole like uh, or and it's because it's become more yeah uh, mixed now uh, i see it in pe classes etc and i think that's important um but it, you know i i still even as a coach i used to hear the boys go ah 
boys are so much better than the girls. And, well, yeah, because it's not really an opportunity given to the girls. And hmm. also, a lot of the girls were would be sort of very switched off to the idea, oh, football's for boys. Because it was never really seen as a possibility. It was very, boys go and play and do this, and girls will be better at gymnastics. You know? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The boys say it's, oh, we're, they're not as good as us, and the girls hear that, and then they go to more, you know, traditionally feminine activities. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's... um. It, it it really needs time to grow and build. But I think what the, the, what they did, you know, put aside, like I said, everything that's happened in the last several weeks, I thank every single girl that played, every single team, woman who played in that, women, girls, you know, because there's a real mix of ages. But I thank them because they they've done, and I hope they've really created a crack in the wall to really open up and go, we do exist. We are good. We just need to get, be given the time of day to, to prove that. There and imagine what, imagine yeah. what it would do for Spanish society to have female soccer stars, like in a photo op with like Sergio Ramos, for example, like all like considered stars, like that trickles down to everyone, you know, and yeah. like, I, I applaud people like Sergio Ramos and I, I don't think a lot of the players are actually the problem to be completely honest, like in these high level positions. But I, but I think like if you start having stars out like Hermosa, for example, and others like actually getting applauded and cheered on, then I think more people watch Ormiguero or whatever it's called, you know, yeah. and they see that just trickling into pop culture, by the way, El Ormiguero, what's his name? The host. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I, I can picture him. I can see him. But but guys, that's like it's like the biggest like nighttime like kind of talk show show. Um, but if but if people could see more women on that acting like stars, like out on the streets in in Sibeles or something, like out partying and just they could it would trickle yeah. down. It would Yeah, definitely. I I think that's the that's the whole idea. I mean, I was really, really happy to see that they said like there's about twenty thousand people who 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 were there to celebrate with them when they got back from Australia. And it was, I felt so, so happy to see that many people come out, boys, girls, men, women, a whole mixed range of everybody, even, even, you know, grandparents coming out and just really enjoying the celebration and being proud that these girls have achieved what they achieved. And, I think that does a huge favor, huge favor. And, um, you know, that didn't really exist back in the day for, for in my time. It didn't really exist. It just, she's just the girl who plays soccer. She's the only one in that school and is quite good at it. So that's great. But that's as far as it ever went. That's as far as it ever went. And then continued at university, um, had a very bad knee accident. And that was it, really, Get game. No pun intended. Game over. I mean, I still play the odd, fun, uh, football sala. I don't know how you say that. And um, it, like like soccer on the court. Like I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't know if like there's indoor, a... indoor soccer, but indoor, like yeah, by the side or something like that. And yeah. um, that's, that's, futsal, that's, I guess, would be kind of the. There you go. Yeah. So, 
you know that that's pretty much it so i'm really i thank these girls to it's obviously the right time i think it's the right time for them to have come out and that they they're young they're all fit they're very you know that you know you can see them that they're health oh yeah they they what you would define a good looking good looking when i'm talking about that i don't mean like oh look how beautiful they are no i'm talking about like they look professional they that's their job you know that's their job their their passion and their career and they're good at it and they're there to stay and that's what i hope it has done absolutely nice culture big time absolutely i i think you're spot on and i i i do think that spain winning the world cup for women's soccer is a huge accomplishment because the us japan germany have kind of like dominated and so i think that's really cool to see were you at the like celebrations? I know Ellen and I were talking with you. That did you go celebrate at all with all I that? I was not able to because uh, number one, the area was absolutely jam packed, and number Shit two, show, yeah, yeah uh, I they didn't actually get to the place until about a quarter to midnight, and it would it would have been impossible for me to go down and and, and even see them. So. Uh, no, I was not able to see them, but I watched the whole thing on TV. I was very proud. I was very happy. Um, and really to see quite a lot of people out to go and, you know, thank them and, and really applaud them. But i tell you one thing, and, and this is something I told you to, to go back on a bit of what we've been going over. You know, I'd, I'd, um, I'd planned, I'd set up a, a thing where a bunch of girls could come could go and watch the game at this pub downtown Madrid. I was hoping you were going to bring and, this up. Yeah. And uh, to try and, make, try and keep it short, I called up the pub and I said, look, hey, you know, we're, we're looking for a place to watch the game. Uh, you know, could we watch it? It starts 12. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, we open at 12.30 on a Sunday. I was like, oh, okay, well, if we were like 15 or something, would you open? He's like, yeah, I mean, I'll open at 12 for you. I was like, okay, cool. Um, Transpire, like a few days later, you know, Wizzing Center, which is a main, the main concert hall venue in Madrid City, starts getting giving out free tickets to, for people to go and watch the final. And on the Saturday, so this was, my phone call started on a Thursday, called him up on Saturday morning. And then I said, hey, you know, uh, there's there's now going to be about 30 of us. What, 30? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I said, you know, this is this is historic. I mean, this is just his, history being made here. You know, um, I don't know if you've realised it's England against Spain. Oh, no, I know. But, you know, in, in the UK, they're living it up. And, you know, I'm sure you'll have people who want to watch the game. Uh, English folk who are trying to find someone to watch the game and, what better place than an Irish pub? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, but, and I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard, you know, the Wizink Centre tickets have all been sold out in half an hour. Guaranteed there weren't the 6,000. I don't I don't know if there were 6,000 that they sold and the venue's bigger or, or, or a certain proportion, whatever. I mean, they didn't fill out the whole arena or whatever you call it, but they'd obviously picked a certain amount of people to go, you know, number to go there. Anyways. They sold those tickets out in half an hour. So I told him that. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I saw that. Um, I've seen that. 
but he still had that hesitation of like, you know, it's a Saturday though, and I'm here pretty much on my own because that's his first thing. It's like it's a, it's a chilled Sunday, like there's nothing really going on, you know. So I'm not really going to open earlier for anybody. Just you know, the fucking World Cup, you know. <laughs> you know, and by the end of the Saturday to confirm the numbers, which we hit about 40, 45 people came in the end. And I said to him, you know, we're sticking to 30, but I'm telling you there's probably going to be more. And I said, you know, look, uh, I asked you this on Thursday and I just want to try and ask you again. Is there any way you could open a bit earlier than 12 o'clock? Now, originally he was saying, no, I can't. Uh, or no, I won't, because I'm I'm doing you a favour at opening at 12. And it, his tune changed. By Saturday evening, he's like, what time did you tell them to come? I said quarter two. And he's like, I'll be there at half past, half past 11. Oh, okay, okay. Um, half past 11 to get things ready, because the game starts at 12. We don't yeah, really want to sure. walk in. It's, you know, we're all ordering. You want the bar to be open. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, all the girls were talking about it going like if this were the men's game that bar would have been open first thing in the morning yeah for going get their drink this guy had to freaking convince but it was a general attitude of this is women's football who wants to watch the end of like who cares and then he realized oh i'm I'm getting bit this is actually quite big and i'm probably going to get some business out of it well he was thinking of a businessman. I'm getting quite a lot of money, but I don't think he realized at all to start with. Oh no, people want to watch this. Of course, we people want to watch it. Yeah, it's a freaking final. Spain's in it. You know, at least give your girls, you know, some kind of credit. I had to fight, or not fight, but you know, negotiate. I'm gonna find your pony here. I'm gonna find your diamond in the rough here. Is that that might have been maybe a learning experience for that bar? Like I would like to hope I would like to think so. Wow. I mean, he was very happy and grateful. And I said to him, I hope you, uh, yeah, hope you're going to treat me to a drink here because I'm bringing you quite a lot of business. But I was just saying to him, like, this isn't just any freaking Sunday, buddy. This, this is, you're not going to be on your own on Sunday. No, no, of course not. And I think he realized that because when I arrived, I said, we're going to be more than 30. His face was like, I, I, I don't know what to do with so many people. I don't know what to put you guys. It's like, I've been warning you since Thursday, dude, that this isn't just any Sunday. I've been telling you that continuously. For sure. So, you know, that that's the kind of attitude we still have. It's like, it's just women's football. Who cares? You know, it's not that big of a deal. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe there is a, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. for, yeah. For, I mean, just all of it. I mean, I think that's just culturally learned. That's just how they've seen it from time and time again. Now, okay, for time's sake, I yeah. I do want to actually talk about men's soccer for a second. Okay. And I, I don't mean to totally, you know, go off this, but um, I, I, like, I, I think this feeds into it because we're talking so much about equality for groups and all this stuff. And yeah, um, basically... I saw that Spain is looking to host the 2030 men's world cup. They're yeah. going to share it with Morocco and Portugal. Right. Oh. And you and I, we won't get into your hatred for Real Madrid. <laughs> um, well, hey. But I'm a Madridista. Los Blancos, yep. los vamos. And um, Vinicius Jr. 
black Brazilian mm-hmm. player has just received just so much hatred and racism from a lot of the league. Um, I think of the Valencia, the Valencia example, oh, maybe a couple months ago where, yeah, the fans were throwing bananas at him and making monkey calls. There's yeah. no way to really sugarcoat it. And this happens to a lot of black athletes in Spain. Um, Vinicius actually was even – there were talks for a little bit about him not playing for Real Madrid anymore be, and because he just didn't feel welcome in Spain. Yeah. And so now there's worries that – I mean, I personally think a, a men's World Cup in Spain would be great mm-hmm. for Spanish – like the like the spanish economy and all this stuff yeah it would be great for the country tourism it'd be great for morocco it'd be great for portugal but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people wondering there's a lot of black athletes in soccer um is it a safety risk to bring in all like a world cup into a country where there's just such blatant like racist attacks on players i mean like like what do you think about the state of racism in women's men's whatever i'm just kind of opening that to you i'm gonna try and squish everything that's happened these several weeks plus all of that as yeah well. perfect no that's what i was trying to do is i'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to mix it all here um this is what i've been saying i've mentioned to you in the past right let's let's, let's i'll try and put it all together for you what's happened with jenny hermosa and luis rubiales right, has just thrown out to everyone, right, that this has been okay behavior for many, many years. So what people call, like, well, it was a minor thing. In the great scheme of things, yes, it was minor. But this is the BS that happens consistently and brushed under the rug, right, Um, very little consequence to be had and whatnot. Rubiales, I'll give him that. He's had the full-on heat. But let's put it what I said to you in what I said last in your last podcast, there needs to be a clear out from the top down. And that begins with FIFA. End of story. Yeah. Right. You have Gianni Infantino. As, no, he's as a, a piece president. of shit. He, he, right. Let's just start with him. Right. If you have a president who's racist and sexist at the head of it all, then that allows all of that to continue throughout can I, all the Can I just interrupt really quick and say that yeah. when they had the Qatari games, uh, which were controversial, everyone mm-hmm. saying how racist and sexist and homophobic Qatar was. Yeah. He comes out and says, we're all black. We're all trans. We're all woke. You know, he just downplays all the dangerous attacks on LGBTQ people and everything else. And he just says, oh, we're all fine. That's what I'm saying. How can you say that as a white privileged male? And I'm sorry, I know that sounds probably no, to it's, some. It's true, he is a white privileged male. <laughs> uh, thing, but for me, you have no idea what it is to be black. You have no idea what it is to be a woman. You have no idea Facts. what it is to be trans. You have no idea what it is to be gay or lesbian. You have no clue. You have not had to live through the struggles that each person like that has been through. You have no clue, so shut your mouth. And I'm sorry, that, that's as blunt as I'm going to get. Yeah, you're shut right. Your, shut your fucking mouth. You have no clue what you're talking about. That shows how under the carpet he wants to brush everything. So if you have that as a main president, right, who runs the, the whole thing, we have a serious problem if that's what we have, right? And that goes mm-hmm. to saying with Rubiales. If they've okayed that for so many years, 
There's a huge problem with that. It needs to be cleared. It needs to be dealt with. Does this mean let's get all of the, this is another thing that drives me nuts. Does this mean we have to clear it all out and put all women and all black people? No, for the love of God, no. But people who do have an understanding to, to, to understand that it's not as simple as that. You can't simplify it as that. You just can't. And that in itself is is, is fucked up. I'm sorry. Excuse, you know, I've no, pretty and pretty well not to swear because I absolutely felt very um wasn't very proud of myself of my my little 10 minute audio of so many f this and f that you can but, this is not a a, a g-rated podcast you're fine but but the, the my point being is you know people go like oh my god it's been blown out of proportion with rubialis it's been going on for weeks so I'll shut up about it no it's been seen worldwide mm. it needs to be seen it needs to be dealt with and my concern is that they're just going to get rid of Rubialis, uh, sorry, and they'll just put another idiot in place. There's a new guy called, I think, De La Fuente. I could be wrong, but it could be De La Fuente. He yeah, no, was no. amongst. He was amongst all those who applauded him, and yeah. now he's come out saying like, "What I did was wrong," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And my brain is, do you really mean that, or are you just saving your ass? Little side note, he was one of the guys that said Venetius after the attacks was being too theatrical. Well, then that says a lot. You have yeah, no he, understanding the, what it is to be a woman. You have no understanding what it is to be a black man. You have no understanding of what it is to be a, a gay person. Shut your mouth. We need people in there who can have an equal-minded or an open-minded view and know what is right and what is right, wrong. That includes conduct, behavior, and mental mindsets towards all all people. You cannot have that in 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 a. That is what's wrong. We've allowed that to go with zero consequences. And what happened at the end of the World Cup for the girls, right? Is what's happened to many women in their jobs, in their daily life, whether it be pinched on the on on their backside, groped. Yeah. And none of it has been said or spoken about. And a lot of those guys get away with it and they know they can get away with it. And that's the same freaking idiots in these positions who know they can get away with shit. And have probably, no, not probably. I know that they've gotten away with all that shit. And so now having seen what Rubialis did and people call them out, his attitude is I've done nothing wrong. He absolutely believes that his behavior. And his mom's on a hunger strike. And his mum's on a freaking hunger strike. I mean, at <laughs> least they look, my son, what he did was not right. But could we please look at the bigger picture? And this is the only mini 1% of me gives the, the guy is it's not just him. All the people behind him have clearly allowed him to get away with a lot of shit. So everything, the way they behave is perfectly normal. It is not. And this is why I'm telling you now, and I said this to you in another audio, was what happened to Jenny Hermosa, right? In the grand scheme of things, a minor, yes. But it's all, I said to you, in a movie, when you see a huge, you, you see that big puddle of, of gasoline spilt on the floor and then a match goes up in the air and lands right on the small part of, the, of, of that spillage. And then it just lights up a big flame to the whole. Those are all the mini aggressions that have been allowed through so many years to happen. And to the point where so many women believe still 
that this wasn't such a big deal. It is what it is. It isn't anymore. Wake the fuck up. Smell the fucking coffee. Stop okaying this shit. Stop okaying it. Because yeah. then we have people like Rubiales and Gianni Infantino and De La Fuente saying, now I know how to fake this shit. What I did was wrong. No, you don't. You think that that was all normal. You just know that your career is right now on the edge. How do I save my ass? Let's say what everybody else wants me to say, but I don't believe it. We need people who know how to behave. So Absolutely the great point. Going straight to Vinicius, right? Um, I'm saying it out here right now. I don't care what people say. I don't, and, and you'll have different opinions. Yes, racism is everywhere. You go, racism is everywhere. But in the There's United States, people are not throwing bananas at uh, football players. No, but in Spain, we have what we call is blatant racism. And so, so many, again, it's a thing in the culture where it's been brushed from the carpet. In Spain, they call black folk el negrito, yeah. the little blackie. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a worse word you could translate that to, which we will not use on the podcast. No, but it's actually, but the translation is actually not what you said. It's something much worse. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But blackie, I'm sorry, because I come, you know, I have a different mixed kind of background and everything. It's, it's, um, you know, they think it's a t- term of endearment. Like, oh, no, I'm not. El negrito, el chinito. It's all this t- term of endearment and stuff. No, it freaking isn't. You're belittling him. You're belittling them. Yeah. It's a belittling name. You do not say, oh, the blackie over there in England or in the US. You'll no. get fucking thumped in the face, mate. Yeah. You cannot say that. No, but absolutely. here, it's like... Not para tanto. It's not all that, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Really, that goes yeah. for the sexism as well as for the race, racism. And I'm sorry for anybody who says, well, no, 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 this is all. No. Learn what is and what isn't. There is blatant racism, yes or yes, sí or sí in España, and they need to learn that. And Venetius dealt with that BS, right? But the thing is, here we go again, Alex. You asked me, do you think it's going to be an okay thing with the 2030 yes why because it's money money, yeah. money. <laughs> look we said that and we said that in unison <laughs> money they don't care about anything else but money they don't care about equality they don't care about racism it's making the big guys big bucks nobody cares um you know but if you go into a general normal society there's racism there's sexism there's homophobia, any other left-right thing that you want to say, there is. And it's in every single culture, but there's a certain extreme in each different culture to, yes. to where it's at. Spain certainly is racist, and they are sexist, and it's been blown up with Jenny's thing. So when anybody goes like, oh, my God, it's blown into some big thing, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, it's been seen on a worldwide stage. For everyone to see and that's why it's really blown up but you know what, i'm gonna what i'm gonna Is give gonna be... you i'm yeah, gonna sorry. give you a positive lens on that there's nothing really positive to say about it but what i would say is i i think when it's out in the open and blatant mm-hmm. the world sees it as it is and exactly and in the united states we have just a different thing where everyone's nice to each other's faces and they're not throwing 
slurs at players in games, but it's mm-hmm. more the system. Like we, like the United States, it's 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 more of a, a harder one to fix. Actually, if you want to be depressing, is like, <clears throat> excuse me, when you <clears throat> choking on my spit here. Um, but if you, but if you have like, like blatant, just malpractice towards women. LGBTQ plus people. You know what there is, basically. You know what you know what it is, and it's actually easier to call out. But yeah, like in the United States, there's no one saying anything blatantly open like that. But it's like there's a more oppressive system in place that has never been fixed because no one wants to tackle it. So I mean, I would say in an optimistic light, everyone knows what's out there. It just is going to take someone with the balls, the the cajones, if you want to say. Or the, the opposite. No, los, or, los ovarios. Los exactly. Ovarios case, I, I'm glad know? you said it. I didn't want to have to say that, but no, exactly. No, you know what? You need to say it. You okay, need the, to say the, it. If someone that. has the ovaries to fix it, then. There you go. That's, what we, we go. That's, what we, <laughs> that's what we need is, 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 you know, I mean, it's funny that they always say like, um, you know, if, if you're going to be tough, it's going to be, you know, uh, I have cojones, right? I have, uh, you know. I, surely that would be the weakest part of a man. Oh yeah, for sure. I I got, jumped off a rock slightly, once. And... You get slightly knocked, and that 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 cripples you in two seconds flat. But somehow or other, it somehow is like the masculine, like ah, tengo un par de cojones. It's like if I flick you on that dude, that's gonna hurt. I was in Mallorca, and I jumped. I did some cliff jumping, and I did a bit of a spread eagle jump off of a cliff. And well, let's, that's just, not good. let's just say there was a landing that wasn't very comfortable. <laughs> so I can connect yeah. with that statement you put out there last. It, you got some scrambled eggs going on. Oh, uh, hopefully not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, no, but you're, but my, you're yeah. Yeah, my 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 concern more than anything is that it's gonna it's gonna be swept under the carpet. If we're gonna go right down to something that it really is a horrendous situation which which would they call the the wolf pack. Uh, situation which in Spanish is la manada what those five lads I think there were five of them what those five lads did to the girl right they've literally got a slap on the wrist for it that's how it always works exactly it is what it is isn't it Alex it is what this is the the constant wording it is what it is no it's not all that big of a deal and so many women have accepted that and gone like and this is the other thing that angers me is but she's smiling, she's laughing. What do you what the want fuck the is she supposed to do? What's she supposed to do when she's just won the world cup? It's not her fault that she's just suddenly having to take what's just happened in with Rubiales and, and, and forget about the world cup. Is she just supposed to just sit there and start crying? And but a lot of people are like, Well, you don't see anything like she's not just gonna now they've got the video out that she's on the bus, they're half drunk. Yeah, they which I would do too. get a flight to Spain. They're celebrating. They're joking around with it because they're, they're comparing it to Iker Casillas and his now wife. Excuse me. They were a couple. They've kissed before. Yeah, which is they allowed. <laughs> that was his reaction. Um, but th- these two are not. These two are not a couple. This is a boss who just, get, like I said to you, there was no ill intent. He was excited. He was happy. He was, you know, yeah, he was all over it. And great. I'm happy that somebody like that is happy. But he thought he but could he, do it. But he knew. No, 
He knew he could yeah, do you're it. Right. You're right. Because his his attitude is I've always been able to do it. I've never had a consequence. This is a normal way to behave. It is not normal. And he's being called out and he doesn't like it because he doesn't know what he's done wrong. Because he's yeah. always been allowed to his uncle has come out and said that this guy has a serious problem. Yeah, his I'm uncle, sure he does. So he's got a problem with, 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 with women. Um, he's he's divorced with two daughters. God knows what the daughters think of the situation, but there's still an element there. With I mean, I'm glad that some of top male players have come out in support, but some of them have come out quite late. It's like yeah. no, 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 no. You guys need to realize and come out straight away. What he did was wrong. Not yep. two or three days later. Absolutely. But the thing Absolutely. with going back to your question about Venetius, it needs a clear out from the top to the bottom. With Absolutely. All, all right. Um, for of, of soccer football. Totally yeah. agreed. All right. Time's sake. We're going to go to a speed round here. I'm going to say a word and I want your like two Opinion sentence or... reaction. Okay. Go for it. Donald Trump. Good God. Good luck, everyone. FIFA. <laughs> FIFA needs a good clean out. Spain. Hope that maybe at some point society will improve and learn to really update themselves with certain things. Brexit. Big fucking mistake. And Boris Johnson. Troubles that they have, huh? Sorry, yeah, uh, Boris Johnson. Idiot. Uh, everybody thinks that he tried his best. No, he didn't. Uh, in fact, he disrespected a lot of people. Denying, although he denied that all these parties, Christmas parties didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, huge mistake, but that goes along with Brexit. So, whatever it is, it is what it is. Vox. Hopefully, they are in decline because they uh, they lost quite a few seats in the last election. Lo uh, sorry, national general elections. However, they are still pretty strong in local elections, which concerns me. But then when you have a small town villages and, you know, you vote, the, the uh, what is the, the, the saying? Be better the devil you know than the devil you don't. So they just yeah. continue for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Heartstopper. Old, old, old reminiscence, you know, let's keep what we know. So there you go. Uh, absolutely. Heartstopper season one versus Heartstopper season two. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you more than a few phrases. I prefer season one because I think it was a great way to try and express some, you know, how teenagers, some of them have to cope and deal with uh, the bullying, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the dealing with having to come out and how do you come out and will people accept me or not? It's a horrible feeling to have. Um, and season two, I understand it, but I didn't think it was good as season one, just because I feel like the, the, the two characters have got what they kind of wanted. But again, dealing a little bit well with introducing characters that are what they call them asexual slash uh, dealing with the sort of macho understanding of what gay or bisexual is and coming out to that. So I'll give them that. They did a good job. Which, by the way, shout out to a friend of mine whose son, trans son, was in for a split second, but he made his debut in uh, the second season. Um, next question. Sex Ed, have you seen it? The the whole lot, like up to what they have now? Yes. No, yeah, the show, yeah. Um, favorite yeah, yeah. characters. Oh, 
come on, what Cytus is friend? Oh, Rabbi. um, yeah, Sam, Sam, maybe. I think it is Sam. No, anyway, it doesn't sound right. The, 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 I really like the black guy, and I've forgotten his name. Damn it! And then the one who, the son of the principal, and he he's by, but he Adam. Have Adam. Yeah, a great character. It is somebody that really shows what it is to be really, yeah, the typical macho dude who doesn't know how to cope with what it is to be bisexual and, and wants to get rid of it. Like he doesn't know how to deal with it. Such a great character. Really good character, that one. Yep. Barbie, pass or see? See for the sake of seeing it. Because I think it's had so many different opposite reactions from different people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I would give it the one-off try. Because some people get really into it and other people like me were like, could be done in a different way, but fair play for trying. Although, what is it, Mattel um, or what's the brand? Mattel, sure Mattel, yeah. yeah. They made quite a lot of money out of that, which I'm not so sure is a great thing. But, hey, don't know. Um, um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, favorite Spanish soccer team. I would go. Oh man, I'm very, I'm very torn between Atleti and Barcelona. My two yes. least favorite teams. Good God! And I, you know the reason why for that? Because they both brought out a women's team before Real Madrid, and Real Madrid bought a women's team. Did not name it Real Madrid for a while, and now they've named it Real Madrid, which I think, excuse me, very, very slow. Uh, moving on that. Absolutely fair. I, I would agree with you there. That's, that's it, the main reason why. If they if they'd done exactly what the other two, then maybe I would have said Real Madrid. But I, I I'll I'm I'm a huge fan of Messi and Atletico Madrid, I think, did a did a grand great job uh, getting their team women's team out ASAP. Do you think Messi's gonna kill it in in the United States with the MLS? His big move to Florida? I think he did a great he made a great choice in not going to uh Saudi Arabia? <laughs> yeah, he made a great choice in not doing that. Yeah, I, I like that. I feel, I feel that David Beckham is now creating some superstar team, which I think is a little bit unfair to the rest of the of the of the uh, other teams. They had no offense when I've seen Messi play. I'm like, it's like getting the best player on the team, and without him, kind of attitude. I, I don't. I'm not. I really do like Messi. I really like David Beckham, but at the same time, I see it a, a bit unfair to the rest of them. But hey, Fair. I think he's doing. I think he's doing great. Well, okay. I mean, last last question. You can elaborate on this. Okay. Um, you're obviously not an American. I think we've yep. specified that. Yep. Um, what is a non-American's view of what is happening in the United States right now? Um. I think wow, that's a good question. That's a good. You know what? When we all we when we don't want to look at our own shit, we look at somebody else's shit and try and compare. And for me, from my point of view, America's got so much potential, but somehow, as a whole, not just in America, we're all sort of taking a few step steps back, which is quite worrying. Um. And I think, well, we were talking about this uh, earlier on about the guns 
a lot of people are still very, very confused about the guns. But I mean, because I've obviously grown up here, we've never had gun issues. We've never had to worry about leaving our door open, all these things. So you kind of get very like, well, I don't understand it. But I'm sure if I'd lived in, you know, in the US and kind of seen what it's like and stuff, you know, um, there's that. There's always that confusion with the shootings. Like, you know, there's always been that confusion. Um, I think the US is still a big hope, but at the same time, the American dream that once was is now becoming a bit of a shit show, but I'm not just pinning that on the US. I'm pinning it a little bit everywhere. It's it's becoming to become a bit of a shit show everywhere, which is concerning because I'd like to think we're moving forward. But when we have groups like Vox, Pepe is as much as they claim not to be anything like Vox, they're already rubbing shoulders. Um, the Republicans still have huge trust in Trump, despite all his ins and outs. Um, they still think and truly believe in him and think that he would do great things. And no, no. Sorry. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I think with, uh, so there's that. I also think there's a bit of a, it's sad to not see the, the Democrats really get their shit together and learn and figure out what would be the best way forward. They seem very scattered. They don't seem very well organized. Um, Much like Pessoa, I think, in the Podemos breakdown and all of that as well. It's a bit. Yes, but you know what? They've come out stronger than, say, Pepe and Vox. If Pepe and Vox, because this is the problem now here, um, Pepe guarantee won the general elections. If we're looking at numbers, they won, but to make, but they didn't win enough for a majority. Right. Even, even getting the Vox numbers, they're still not a majority. If you get PSOE, on the other hand, they can grab all the other groups, and they are a majority. So I think in terms of that, they know that they have that potential of moving forward with that, where Pepe and Vox right now are sort of trying to scrape the barrel to see where, you know, the bottom of the barrel to see where they can, where can we get these extra bits and pieces? It's not as easy for them. But it's still, you know, Vox came from Pepe. It's just a more extreme version. Right. But um, For, for listeners... Pepe is kind of a center to right wing party that kind of came out of the end of Franco's time, and centered now a, become definitely right, not centered even a lot right. of them are very right. But but I I think there's a lot of parallels between how the American Republican Party's gone very extreme right um, mm-hmm. to kind of deal like I think Vox and Trump, well they but they both have the Steve Bannon influence. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think that they've managed to pull Pepe, which is kind of like the Republican establishment in the United States, very far yeah. to the right because they understand that there's a portion of the population that mm. really wants that. Now, yeah. we, we probably got to go soon. But what yeah. I would what I would say is that I do worry significantly that the Democrats, as you personally mentioned, the left in general is not good at articulating policies. And they're not good at appealing to people. And the right seems to be good at appealing to kind of the red meat issues, as I keep calling them on the podcast, where it's just 
the vitriol and the divisiveness, and it appeals to people that don't follow politics. And I'm worried that Trump has a lot of plans. If he's back in power, he wants revenge. Mm -hmm. And I think there's probably like a 50-50 coin flip that he becomes president again of the United States. And if he does, I tell people this might be the last free election we have because he wants to basically make sure that the Democrats don't steal another election from him. And I am very sure that if Vox and Pepe could get enough of a supermajority, they would do the same thing. It's, um, it, it, that's a hundred percent true. I, I, yeah. Uh, you're not the only one who said that to me from who's a U.S. citizen. I've had that from other friends who are from the U.S. who are, you know, if Trump gets in again, you could be looking at saying goodbye to democracy. Yeah, dictatorship uh, of some form yeah. or another. Uh, in Spain, for example, when with the general elections, Pepe won. Uh, but I tell you now, and I don't know if you saw it or not, when they were celebrating, they completely interrupted and cut out the 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 new leader of Pepe, who's called Feijo. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut his speech off and just started calling out for Ayuso. Now, Ayuso, for those who don't know who she is, she is the the the, the head of Pepe, but within the Madrid community, and she is that murky color between Pepe and Vox. In yes, my opinion, she's bridging the fascist gap. She that that's what it is. So when you've got people who are really just cutting off the main president of the party to call out her name. It's a little bit, I looked at it and I was like, what? that must have been embarrassing for him. The, you know? the parallels are insane because Ron DeSantis, or I call him Rob DeSanctimonious, um, yep. he's a horrible candidate, but if he was president, I think he'd be probably less dangerous than Donald Trump. Um, he was at his own campaign rally and the mm-hmm. people started booing him and chanting for Trump again. Oh, God. I think... It's he- a lot like a Uso. Like they, the people want the vitriolic, yeah, cruelty, and they don't get it from the establishment politicians. They get it from these fringe characters that want more. Fe- Feijo is what we would call the moderate right. <laughs> I look at him, and I actually I look at him, and then there's the other one whose name just escapes my brain at the moment. He's got glasses. I can see him. He flew off some sort of trampoline. It was hilarious to watch. Trampolines are dangerous, by the way, guys. They they make you sore the next day too. So don't don't do trampolines if you're over like ten. Uh, but uh, these two, I would call describe them a bit more on the moderate. Where Ayuso, at times, I'm like, what are you doing with Pepe? Just just drop Pepe and go off to Vox. That's where she really belongs. But um, but that's what the people want on on that what, side. Well, let's put it this way, right? Um. It's all a selling point. It's all a selling point. If you've got the gift of the gab, right, and you yep. you know how to sell it, um, you know, you so many people have gotten away with that, even with actual sales and businesses, that they've managed to convince people that this product is so great, um, and then they get the money, and then actually the product is pretty shit. Uh, but they've done a really great job at selling it. Well, that's you have somebody who goes out there and says it all. You know, I'll give them that with with Vox and Pepe, mainly Vox as well. 
they come out, they put all the posters everywhere, they put their money out there, they put all their ideas, as horrible as they may be, um, they're direct. And so therefore people see it as, well, they've got their uh, stuff, they've got their shit together, where the other ones don't seem to have their shit together. There seems to be the odd uh, argument between these ones and they're not really sure. So who are you going to go with? The ones who don't look so terribly organized or the ones who sound like they've got their shit together? Well, you'd rather go with somebody who sounds like they've got their shit together. You know, Absolutely. You know, you've got the person who's got their compass, their mobile phone, their torch, their, you know, their flashlight, whatever. Uh, the map they've got it all sussed and then you've got the other fumbling idiot trying to like have I got have I got my toilet paper have I got my torch have I you know but that's where it comes in with working together where somebody goes I oh, don't you don't have a, a flashlight I have one oh cool thanks it's learning to work together but to some people that seems very it's all over the place yeah so I think I'm my gonna... I think my big uh, hope was that if Vox lost enough in that last runoff election that maybe Pepe was not going to be able to form a coalition with the right. So they would have to make an agreement with Pessoa. Obviously that's like dream casting, wish casting, I guess you could say it's not possible. Um, it is. I, I wish they knew how to work together. I, really I, I actually think a Pepe Pessoa coalition could probably appeal to most of Spain. That's the sad thing is that. I think that would have exactly personally me. I think they needed a bit of both, but because yeah. they're so against each other and even listening to each other and going like look let's put our differences aside for a second let's see what we could get as a common goal yep. nope nope it's my way or no way and that is that's what's causing so much divide and bullshit amongst the people that yep. they, they don't know where to steer so yeah I, I i think we right here solved at least the problem of politics we just don't still have people inside of it so I think we're going to have to wrap up. We're over two hours now. It's, it's been a good <laughs> show. We're, we're, we're going Joe Rogan length here. So that's, that's always fun. Not quite yet. We need, we need about two more hours and maybe some weed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. But um, I don't smoke weed and I don't think you do either. So <laughs> then I, I think that's, um, I, well, that I, I don't, but I can't, I'll, I'll just cough. <laughs> yeah, me too. But anyways, um, yeah, let's, let's wrap this up. It's been, awesome having you um i've thank you, thank you think, for having me yeah no i think you've been, you've really provided some fascinating insights into kind of everything from like why you have the views you have now how mm -hmm. you have lived in a system that still needs help still needs yep. change but i would also say that i think i think that all this being out in the forefront as we talked about earlier is important and i think that does lead to change so it is and i hope it is I really, my word this year has been the word hope all along. And I, I would like to think that things have changed and will change ever so slightly, but it's still a very long road ahead for obvious and definite change. Because as much as we, you know, going straight to what we were, you know, we were mainly supposed to talk about, which was the Rubiales case, um, at the moment I'm seeing it as, they're getting rid of him because he's causing too many problems for them. So let's just replace him with another idiot. And that's not solving a problem. Nope. That's just patching it up. And that happens in a lot of situations. So we'll see how it goes, how it transpires. But yes, uh, the word is hope for me at the moment. So. Hope is a good way to look at it. I think hope, you know, I think generally speaking about 
the chaos in FIFA, in the Federacion, in American politics, Spanish politics, is that a lot of studies show that society struggles to succeed and authoritarianism and fascism and dangerous rhetoric succeeds when the average person gives up hope. And so when, when, when normal people stop believing that things work, that's when you see a serious issue. So I think, I think hope is a good way to end this. I, I, I do. So you guys can, as always, find me on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. I'll be back. I Let me know your thoughts. Um, I'm sure we'll bring Maria back. I mean, there's other things we can definitely talk about on this. So thank you, Maria. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope people get to see or understand a little bit and like me and how we ended it. Hope. <laughs> basically it.